Welcome to the podcast Found in Estonia, where we talk with foreigners who have made Estonia their home. I am Tina. And I am Kaisa. And we are both Estonians living in Estonia that have seen the world. <laughs> Our aim is to bring Estonians and its expat community closer to each other, give an insight to the background and how they've made Estonia their home, and to just hear interesting stories about us Estonians and the way how foreigners see us. We really love hearing your feedback and to keep in touch with us, go to our website, which is foundinestonia.ee and join our email community, write to us. You can find all the contacts over there. And in case you feel the need to write to us any kind of feedback or just share um, what your thoughts were after listening to a podcast episode, you can do so by reaching out to us over at Instagram or Facebook. We always love getting feedback and we always love sharing stories and conversations with you as well. So with that said, enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, you So how do we usually start this? Because <laughs> I can't remember shit. So today we're talking with Nikki from Singapore. <laughs> One of those Asian fusion chicks from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> She's one of those Asian fusion chicks because, you know, she's from Singapore, but she's done so much digital nomadism that uh, that I I think she's like... Multicultural, definitely. Yes, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. <laughs> and uh, we haven't had many people from Asian countries yet. So it was interesting to hear how she described um, uh, Singapore people, how multicultural her country actually is. How that they speak tiny, English. Yeah, how <laughs> tiny the country is and it's just the size of uh, Sarama. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a lot of people over there. So, mm-hmm. But at the same time, she was telling us also how uh, Estonians and Singaporeans are very similar. She explained mm-hmm. to us the urban legend of Singapore noodles, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is curious. <laughs> she, she talked about uh, how she, she loves the air in Estonia. That was one of the, her things that she was impressed about. one thing that you like really loved was the air in Estonia so you will hear more about that and we talked about food uh, about the fun fact that uh, our dairy section is kind of similar to their tofu sections Mm -hmm. did you even know that there are so many other types of tofu than just the one that you can get from the store I didn't (laughs) yeah and turns out then during Christmas day and during birthdays and all celebrations they have a totally different tradition than we have they have this envelope thing that she will explain about like you will give it to other people with the accompanied with some mandar- oranges, oranges tangerines tangerines and you will get them back and you will yeah. they will fill your envelope and so on yeah so the mystery of the red envelope will also be explained yes but i think that's enough uh, to give you a taster so yes. without further ado let's jump in and enjoy Hi, I'm Nicole, or I commonly go as Nikki. I'm originally from Singapore, and how I got to Estonia was because I got a job with Latitude 59, which mm-hmm. is the main tech and startup conference of Estonia. Cool. And when was that? Uh, that was... I got here on the 30th of January 2018, so it's been three years. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> Time flies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just looking at my Facebook the other day. Oh, I moved to Tallinn, I'm like, <laughs> three years oh my god like, so you get those reminders right the photo of like what did you do three years ago yeah mm-hmm. exactly i i uh, you know on my first weekend here three years ago i went to labor bar with their little test tube shots 
Love yeah. So I have a picture of me above the test tube shots. <laughs> I didn't get drunk, but that was cool. Test tube <laughs> shots were so cute. Oh, that's wow. one of my favorite places in Tallinn, actually, when I was still living there. <laughs> it, it's still cute. open? Or? No, I, I don't mm. know in these times, but mm. it was... But I remember yeah. it as well. I love the atmosphere. I love that everything was themed, like the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything thing. was like science lab yeah. and stuff like that. It was really cool, but the music was so bad. Well, yeah, but I think that was the whole point that you go there for the experience. Like. <laughs> the test tube shots were a very cool idea. Oh, like, I'm yeah. sure many people stole. I should have st- I didn't steal one, but I'm sure. I'm pretty sure someone went home with the yeah. test tubes. That's one of the things. Actually, a fun fact uh, story from it as well is that uh, when they uh, initially opened it, at some point, a friend of a friend of a friend was one of the owners there really? working there. So I ended up in there like after hours or behind the scenes. <laughs> and uh, every time when I was there, I, I uh, told them to uh, start making a drink that was purple. <laughs> they could <laughs> never do the purple drink. But uh, they ended up making a blue drink called uh, mm. Blue Smurf. So I was like happy. Oh, see, that's the drink that I inspired. It's on the wall. <laughs> you, when you go to Singapore, you need to try this drink called the Blue Spin. Ooh, it will really make your head spin. Oh, it, okay. And what blue. is what is inside? I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> Definitely Curacao because of mm-hmm. the blue. Uh-huh. But then, like, it's called the blue spin. Uh-huh. So it's blue and makes your head spin. I'm not kidding. Okay. Well, so, the last I went there to buy, it was about forty eight dollars a jug. I think it's probably sixty now. But well, okay. I mean, alcohol prices well, in Singapore are crazy. Uh-huh. The prices so, in general, I've heard. Yes. Well, but but this but you see this one jug to yourself for sixty bucks is all you need for the night. <laughs> if oh, you yeah, don't, at least it's effective. Yeah, if you don't share the jug, you mm-hmm. just drink it by yourself. So then you won't remember anything after mm-hmm. that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so besides alcohol and bars, <laughs> how did you end up in Estonia? How did you first heard about Estonia? Uh oh yeah, I met a I met a sing I met an Estonian chick in Singapore uh, many many years ago, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think this was like over 10 years ago. And she was actually working in Shanghai. I was like, what the heck? Like, mm-hmm. you know, tall, blonde lady speaking perfect Chinese. Mm-hmm. And I'm there with like my crappy Chinese. So embarrassing. And uh, yeah, she we met each other through couchsurfing. So she was like, oh, you want to come to the bar and hang out with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. So then uh, we started saying cheers. And I remember she said something, something sex. <laughs> <laughs> so then all I remember was uh, the Estonian word for cheers has the word sex inside. This is awesome. <laughs> And so, the first uh, impression. Yeah, it was really cool. And she was like really, really fun. I just remember her being like really tall as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think her name was Kaisa. Yeah. Kaisa? Yeah. Kaisa's always have yeah. the most fun. I found her again on LinkedIn and I wrote to her, but she hasn't written back to me. So I, I hope she won't write back to me at some point because I want to tell her I'm living in her country, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was the first time I heard of mm-hmm. Estonia. And then I was a digital nomad for about four years or so, in like really into startups for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So I started following things that are going on. Then people talked about e-residency and things like that. So all the more, I was like, oh, okay. Then I read the whole scheme. I was like, okay, this is not for me. But I was still following it because it was really digital and quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Then I started searching for jobs. I was like, I want to work in the EU. And I happened to be on uh, Jobatical back then when mm-hmm. they were still doing the job platform. Then I just applied for a couple of them. Latitude 59 was one. Mm-hmm. They said yes. I said okay. So oh, nice. that's it. I have never been to Estonia before that. So I literally like, Got here on the 30th, the immigration staff on the 31st, and then the 1st of February I was in the office. Yeah. <laughs> so you had no time to go and look around the city and like... I looked around a little bit and mm-hmm. then on the weekend, mm-hmm. and obviously like at that time I was living near uh, Arsenal Keskus mm-hmm. uh, above Kalamaya, so I was like, went to check out the mall, I need to know my neighborhood mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were the first impressions of uh, Kalamaya and Arsenal? 
I thought it was really nice. I mean, it was really cold, so I couldn't stay outside for too okay. long. But I was like, oh, this is nice. I have a little place here with you know, a couple mm-hmm. of shops and restaurants. And I was like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's cool. cool. But what about, like, you said you were a digital nomad before. Mm-hmm. Did you stay in other countries for three years as well? No, no, was- no. Mm-hmm. I was, because uh, they have, I was a faster nomad where I took my, <laughs> I was basically backpacking everywhere and just mm-hmm. working on my laptop. Then they have the slow mats who go, like, you know, a longer period of time in each place. Uh yeah no didn't do that one. Mm-hmm. It was my plan to do it if I uh didn't exactly get a job in the EU as I planned. Mm-hmm. Then the next plan was to do the whole slow man thing. Oh, wouldn't you call staying in Estonia being a slow man now? Well now yeah yeah you know now my uh, Instagram says former digital nomad. So. I still get I still get yeah but I still get um what do you call it people asking me to talk about it because it's like oh how did you do it you know because like someone from Asia who does it it's not very common that you hear of so. Why is that? Um, well, there's a bit of a. I think there's a bit of a difference between like the t- the way that people travel. Okay. So as mm-hmm. a kid, um, I mean, the only type of travel I knew was going to stay at like really nice hotels mm-hmm. and like doing all the shopping and everything and a bit of culture stuff based on the tours. Never found out about like the backpacking way of life or yeah. something until I got older and then decided okay. that that was the way for me. Um, so like shared rooms, shared bathrooms, and like you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not traveling in a tour group. You know, you totally mm-hmm. do everything alone. That's not something that a lot of people do. It is getting more common today, of course, but to do it for like a long period of time, um, mm-hmm. the fact that you kind of don't have a stable job and everything doesn't really go in line with what your parents may want you to do. So I was yeah. an outcast <laughs> for a while, oh, no. I would say, because uh, I got really good grades in school. Mm-hmm. So they expected me to be like doctor, lawyer, accountant, you know, go into some multinational company, rise up the ranks. And I'm like, yeah, no, went the other way. And mm-hmm. they couldn't understand me for a long time. You're like, no, okay. I prefer living like a hobo for a while now. Sorry, yeah, mom and yeah. dad. Exactly. <laughs> I just want some freedom. <laughs> so I took my backpack and I went and then, uh, yeah. How old were you when you left home? Uh, that's a good question. I always went back, mm. so I never officially like left. <laughs> but I think the first time I left on a longer period of time, I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. I did an internship in Melbourne for like five months. Mm. Mm. That was uh, something else I wanted to ask. Like, like a lot of Europeans and Americans go and be digital nomads in Asian countries, but you, as like coming from Asian country, did you went to other Asian countries as well, or that wasn't interesting? Uh, I did. I did. I mean, I was in. Malaysia, I was in Thailand, Vietnam, mm-hmm. you know, I just bring my laptop even mm-hmm. for like a couple of days whenever I need it. I just didn't really do an extended trip. Whereas mm-hmm. like, for example, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, you can't keep going back and forth. The airfare is going to kill you. So you kind of go mm-hmm. like one shot. Whereas in Asia, I could go for like seven days and back mm-hmm. and I could go somewhere else again and stuff like that. So yeah. airfare was more affordable. It mm-hmm. sounds more like dipping your toes into different countries than is it like is digital nomadism is the point to, to move around in different places and see how you get to work there or is the is it that the freedom to choose that you just have a laptop and you can sit down anywhere and work I think it's all it. of it okay because i mean it's such a broad term or maybe yeah. a slightly better term would be uh, what was it i can't remember ah <laughs> oh, location independent location mm, independent yeah oh, okay okay so it's kind of like they're both like the same, same, but different kind of definition in that sense, because you can be location independent, but in your own country as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. So mm-hmm. I did a mix of like all of that, yeah. basically. It's <laughs> like, how do you best explain what you do without having too many questions from some people and then yeah. you welcome the questions from people that you want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and then uh, it was interesting. Uh, I got into the Guardian newspaper for Ooh. being a digital nomad in wow. Tallinn. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Seems like being in Estonia makes you already special because you get to do I all know, these right? newspapers and you're Podcasts. like. Then I got into the famous. Singapore. I got into the Singapore newspaper and yeah. I didn't know when it would be published. I knew it was in, but I didn't know when. I get a text from like my family. <laughs> hey, we're in the papers today. We're not even here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the article came out. It's like, oh, why didn't you tell us? I was like, I didn't know when they were going to publish it. <laughs> then I got in the Chinese channel as well. Oh. <laughs> like we were like skyping from the transferwise office in Tallinn. It was really oh, funny. Cool. <laughs> and uh, we have this helper who comes to our house to help us with some things. And then she was like telling my grandparents, like, yeah, yeah, I saw her in the Chinese channel. <laughs> <laughs> so she wasn't speaking Chinese though, but okay. So you're worldwide famous. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Hmm. Yeah. On each continent, pretty much. Africa is still missing, I guess. Yeah, Antarctica is also missing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's okay, we keep it. I think it's, it's, it's good enough. I have enough people going, hey, you're a Nikki. Mm. Who are you? <laughs> that but, sounds exactly mm. like uh, like the story that I was telling about uh, when I was still running the Microsoft Innovation Community or the Skype Innovation Community. We were running it from Estonia and, and across like six different locations. But the first time I went to the US, I had a few people like approach me. Hi, you're Kaiser, you're this uh, and this. And I'm like, how do you even know me? It's my first time here. It's like 2,000 people campus. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah. I know you send out all these newspapers. So Aww. when you're like uh, being very communicative or, or yeah. you, you just have a certain niche thing that people remember, then it's very easy to be memorable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have a good branding then. Happens I guess. to me in the startup meetup. Yeah, you're Nikki. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it, happened, it used to happen at the couch surfing Singapore meetups as well. I'd be like, who are you? I never met you. Oh, I heard about you from so and so. Okay, all right. Nice. Is it good things or is it yeah. bad things? Are you infamous or are you famous? <laughs> I think both. <laughs> they they used to like <laughs> they used to call me the bitch. Oh yeah, why? Because uh, the Estonians or the no 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 the or the in or... surfing sometimes. Uh, um, but I that was because I was really really strict on certain things. Such as for example, in couch surfing, they call it a uh, free place to stay. I don't I don't buy into that. It's not a free place to stay. In couchsurfing, it is, yeah. though. Yeah, but technically, it's kind of like a hospitality exchange. Mm-hmm. You don't have a right for a free place to okay. stay. You know, it's... How do I say? It's kind of like a, an opportunity. It's mm-hmm. not a right for you to be like, I can't get to stay at this place. So a lot of people take it as, it's my right for you to let me stay. It's mm-hmm. my right for you to okay. show me around. And, mm-hmm. you know, I might do it as a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's not a right at all. So stop acting like you freaking own the world. If you're in trouble, of course, we'll be the first people to help you, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, don't come into our group and be like, oh, I deserve to be shown around or something like that. That's not how it works. And uh, because of the way Couchsurfing changed their branding, you tell people that, like, if you go to their website, it says free place to stay. And they mm-hmm. kind of changed to a for-profit organization now. They're no longer non-profit. So the people that come in as well, it's really mm-hmm. different. So I just used to be really strict on it. If a guy says something weird about a girl, if a guy starts mm-hmm. doing anything weird because he was always around alcohol and we were meeting up, mm-hmm. then I would just be like, you know, go screw yourself or like don't touch my girl mm-hmm. or whatever. I would just like watch around and be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And because I was like really strict on things like this about respect and stuff, then apparently that makes me a bitch. And I'm like, you know what? If that makes me a bitch, so be it. Mm-hmm. I would rather be known for that than to mm-hmm. be known as the easy one. Because on the Facebook group, I was one of the, I was the only female moderator. Oh, wow. So a lot okay. of them think like, oh, I can just be like really cool with her. I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like harder than some of the guys. But I guess uh, in nowadays world, it's it's very common. Like I personally, there are certain countries where I wouldn't travel and feel very safe. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas mm-hmm. here in Estonia, we are so freaking blessed to feel so safe oh, that absolutely. we have been growing up. Yeah. So I'm just thinking that being a woman in this world is already dangerous enough, and it then is. you have to fight for it even more. Oh my mm-hmm. god! So. Yeah. Have you done couch surfing a lot? Yeah, I used to do it a mm-hmm. lot. Even had a guy who threatened to stab me because. Uh, oh my god! I I put my foot down about the way that he was uh, harassing girls online. Mm-hmm. Oh god! So then he actually oh. wrote in a private message to one of my other moderator friends, like, "I want to stab her," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Well, you know where I am at the Thursday weekly meetings, so if you really want to stab me in full." View of everybody, I welcome you to come. That was that in Estonia? No, I was in Singapore. Okay, <laughs> You're just asking everything is like Estonia. Yeah. No, 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 no. I haven't really gone to a lot of couchsurfing meetups here. Mm. I kind of like stopped for a while. I can't even imagine Estonian like, couchsurfing meetups. They're probably just people coming and sitting on a couch and saying um, nothing. Oh, they do talk a bit more. I've been to few. There's mainly like foreigners and yeah. people friendly. And they, then, which is so odd if you think about it. It's Estonian couchsurfing where there's so many foreigners. Because they're, like, yeah. the people they're the only one it. that show up. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are there are a couple of Estonians. I've met a few, yeah. and they do okay. a pretty fun uh, sauna camp every year. Mm. Well, I mean, okay. this year obviously not, mm. but they book out like a little place. They book out like a whole hostel, and there's like parties, and they go to the sauna, and there's like pop crows and stuff. Now that makes me want to go come <coughs> surf in Estonia to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can go to the sauna camp again if they have it again. Just that there's always more guys than girls, so it makes me go like, uh, yeah. Yeah, can man. you take a plus one with you? I'll, I'll be happy. If you're a chick, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, they they would love. That's cool. Yeah, because there's always a shortage of chicks there. Mm. Okay. I think couchsurfing is always like uh, I've done. Uh, I've stayed many times with couchsurfing alone or together yeah, with somebody too. and i've had few like really bad experiences as well yeah but not the stabbing one luckily no it was really funny i was just kind of like you know but that's what yeah. we call them in singapore keyboard warriors keyboard warriors. <laughs> okay. i love it that sounds so huh. cute <laughs> yeah that's what all they do mean? they just like you know cyberbullying basically not mm-hmm. even bullying but they're very they can it can be bullying or it can just be like they're very opinionated online but they never dare to say it to your face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so it's like you know there's always on the keyboard they won't mm-hmm. do it that's why with this guy i was like you know if you i mean there were a couple of times he was sitting right next to me at the meetups and mm-hmm. i'm like so where's your knife then like yeah. oh, are you so scared get this somewhere, i'm yeah. like i'm not scared yeah i mean of course it would suck but i'm like you know stop being mm-hmm. a keyboard warrior like, how come you're so fearless I don't know. I don't know anything about uh, Singapore and the, and the safety over there. I know Very everything similar. about Estonia. So it's similar to Very Estonia. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. So then it kind of makes sense that you don't mm-hmm. really like. Uh, Actually, they say aren't very concerned about the fact that somebody might come and stab you because you don't take it oh, seriously. Oh, no, because Singapore law in this particular case, I'm like, you yeah. know. Mm. And if you're going to do it in public as well, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> At least the help is near, huh? Is exactly. This, <laughs> is this a typical uh, Singapore, uh, Singaporean uh, uh, like, uh, feeling or that I don't you're know, an but, exception? <laughs> but for me, it's just with this particular guy, I just don't give a shit about okay. him because I'm like, dude, you're just a keyboard warrior. <laughs> like, don't be bothered with you, man. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was a bit scared, but then after that, I was like, like "You're next to me at the meetup. Mm-hmm. You're not even looking me in the eye. You have, yeah. you don't have any guts." Okay. What kind of a job was it that uh, allowed you to uh, run around the world and be a digital nomad? I was. Uh, I had my own one-woman company. I was providing marketing consulting services. Ooh, how mm-hmm. cool! So, what does a marketing consultant do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it depends on the customers. A lot of them okay. were smaller clients, so it's like bootstrapping marketing, which means like not using advertising because mm-hmm. small budgets. You know, sometimes you don't really get the return that you want. So, it was using uh, a lot of content with websites, uh, mm-hmm. blogs, and 
newsletters to try and get customers in on social media as well. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of figure out the best way to market them without paying really yeah. a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. And just like, you know, putting out posts and uh, getting people to share and things like that, little more organic ways of doing things. Is it, uh, have you seen that the world has changed as well, the marketing world? Because it's very oh, volatile, yeah. I think. Like, oh, it's my like goodness. What works in one year doesn't work in the next year. So no, I can't exactly. like, even it's, imagine how to keep like, up with It's so them. crazy. It's so stressful. And I also find there's a lot of imposter syndrome going on mm-hmm. in the world of marketing. Probably. And too many people backstabbing each other. Like, seriously, I found out the truth about somebody mm-hmm. the other day that I was, I had like in a the really mar- good marketing sense or yeah, okay. like a really good impression of this person and mm-hmm. then uh, found out, you know, the real stuff after that. And I was like, I'm just sick of this happening. Oh my like, God. Well, maybe it's that because people who are very good at marketing, they're probably good at marketing themselves as well, <laughs> better than they normally would. Be. Mm. <laughs> maybe not even marketing, just knowing how to cover their ass. Well, like yeah. a, there's a difference in that. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it depends yeah. on the viewpoint because yeah. sometimes good marketing is also covering your ass yeah, exactly. very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one was just sad because like, we all had this really good impression of this person mm-hmm. and then found out the truth about it and you're just like, whoa, you're going to feel a little cheated. Okay. How did you even uh, like uh, get into this uh, marketing thing? As you said before, your parents were expecting you to be you know, a lawyer, a doctor, somebody really oh, yes. uh, high-end. Is, is that a, like a, well, obviously your parents aren't like thinking that, oh, <laughs> my, my kid wants to become a marketing specialist and run around the world. So yay. Um, what is like this job? What's the perception oh, of it? <laughs> that's an interesting one. So basically, I really liked writing when I was in high school. So I thought like, okay, maybe journalism could be a field that I would be interested in. Ooh. So then uh, once you finish high school in Singapore, we finish earlier than a lot of places. Okay. So you have a couple mm. of choices of what you want to do. We have tertiary school before we go on to university. And what school now? They call it like tertiary ah, school. tertiary school. But why do okay. you finish earlier? Do you start earlier? No, 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 no. I, I don't know. It's just kind of how the system just fast works. fast learners. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like we finish, we finish the UK ordinary level certificate. And then okay. after that, you have a choice of what you want to do. Hmm, so um, instead of going for the UK additional level certificate, I decided to do a diploma in mass communication, mm-hmm. which at that time was one of the really popular courses in the polytechnic, one of these tertiary schools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like equally as hard to get in as those A-level schools. Okay. So I thought, and journalism was part of it. And I was like, oh, the media communications. And this was like really one of the top-notch, uh, most stressful, but also most popular courses. Like everybody recognized the diploma from this place. Mm. A lot of international universities actually did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I went for it and then uh, realized that the type of writing I like was not journalism, but more mm-hmm. like marketing and public relations. So that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. kind of went on from this course, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you writing about? Or what do you like Just writing like the, about? All of the projects that we're marketing. doing. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, mm-hmm. like back in uh, high school, you probably weren't doing like marketing speeches for companies. Oh no, no, I was just <laughs> doing like essay writing and stuff like that, and I just mm-hmm. kind of realized I really liked it. It was interesting. I just suddenly, like, oh, okay, I mm-hmm. like this. But how is the school system in uh, Singapore anyway? I've heard like that Singapore is like super strict. It has rules for everything. You can't mm-hmm. have like chewing gum on the street. <laughs> yeah. You can't have like you can't eat on public transport, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Here so the, the the chewing gum thing. Uh, yeah. It is basically illegal to litter it after you finish chewing your gum. Mm-hmm. But chewing the gum in your mouth is not illegal. Oh, okay. So you can oh, chew the gum, okay. but you have to throw it away in the right place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and there are like, you know, there are rubbish bins every like two, three meters. So you don't exactly have to really be holding it in for very long. <laughs> so that's, that's the one that we always have to clear up. Like chewing the gum in your mouth is not illegal, but mm-hmm. it's the littering that 
yeah. that part okay. is it. Does it still happen though? If obviously if they have a rule, it must I, have happened. Well, the all thing the is, time. gum is not sold in Singapore. Oh, so you have to bring it in, like <laughs> as to to yes, yes. We we shall not talk about the bringing in part, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, so it's cool. kind of like you can't really get gum anyway. So I think we used to be able to. Uh, get some gum that was like good for your teeth or something, but you mm-hmm. had to be 16 and above and you actually mm-hmm. had to like give your ID and wow. sign for it. It's it was very interesting. I think they stopped it. Now, is there so. any other country that has this thing? Not that I know of. Yeah, that's pretty I mean, <laughs> the, good thing, the good thing is, you know, I don't step on gum. Mm-hmm. I don't have gum under my table. So I mm-hmm. will appreciate that. So when you went away or you started traveling, were you like eating gum all the time? Yeah, just we, because we used to go to Malaysia <laughs> a lot because you just drive across the highway, right? Uh-huh. So then um, I think my dad introduced chewing gum to us. <laughs> Yeah, so oh. I, I knew about chewing gum like, for a long time as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's like very, uh, very worse to foreigners. It's like chewing gum to Singaporean mm-hmm. blood sausage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then about the school system, mm-hmm. um, they are trying to relax it a bit more right now, but mm-hmm. it's not easy to change society's views on something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, grades are like the number one thing. Like, if you don't score, you're actually seen as a failure. Oh, wow. And um, we have. I don't know if they're still doing it now, but back when I was in school, at the mm-hmm. age of 10, we had this these um, streaming examinations that would put you into different streams based on how smart you were. Streaming? What does it mean? So, like, uh, when you do, let me see, level, like, sort of level four, because mm-hmm. you're 10 years old, where at the end of the year, when you finish your examinations and you get your results, they mm-hmm. put you into different streams based on the results that you get. So, there was, like, okay. one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. So, basically, one was, like, you know, mm-hmm the best two was like pretty much everybody else and three was just like you suck at studying but was it based on like some uh, like in Estonia there's a lot of schools where like for example French is the main thing or mm. German or sports was it like based uh, on interest or no just no this was just generally? based on on like your okay. grades of like English math uh science didn't count I think at that time and then your second language yeah, okay. so it's based on these three languages and they like streamed you, mm-hmm. So which means that um, if you ended up in the third stream from the mm-hmm. age of 10... Oh my god, your self-esteem will first of all oh, be yeah. like ruined. And... Your mental health, your self-esteem, mm-hmm. everything would have been down from okay. the age of 10. Because they're like really pointed out then as well, oh, like, yeah. hey, you're in... Oh, like, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, in, oh, wow. like in schools, the teachers will never want to teach the third stream. Oh. Okay. It's very mm-hmm. obvious amongst the students who was in the third stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depending on your parents, they do compare results, and obviously, you never want to tell people that you're in the third stream. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can only imagine that mm-hmm. like kids would have been ruined from the age of ten. It's so sad. Then the age of twelve, when you have your uh, primary school leaving examinations, mm-hmm. um, based on your grades as well, determines which school you go into as high school. Mm-hmm. So we had top high schools and the lower high schools. So it was very obvious. And once again, at the age of 14, you get streamed again. Yeah. And then, oh my God. all the more, it showed, like... Yeah, so the, the kind of the the, the big hole, the yeah. big gap gets, like, mm-hmm. even yeah. bigger and bigger with every time yes. you get greater for mm-hmm. it. So now I heard that they're trying to, you know, lessen this, but, like, how do you change parents' views on the fact that mm-hmm. grades have to be, like, yeah. top-notch? So and everything is based on comparison by, and you're comparing to your like standards to or your stuff capability to somebody else's standards. Like they fixed it. Like yeah. how good you have to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I got lucky. I could study, and that's why they're like, mm-hmm. oh, "Why did you turn up this way?" <laughs> but other people were not so lucky. Yeah, depends on your parents as well. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, 
if you go home and your parents are like, oh, you know, who cares about the grades, your effort and who you are is more important. Mm-hmm. But when you go to school, the teacher has mm-hmm. the pressure from their team lead. Mm-hmm. The team lead has the pressure from the principal. The principal has the pressure from the Ministry of Education. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you fix this difference whereby at home the parent might be like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. But then you go to school and the teacher has this pressure and the teacher puts on the kid, the kid gets confused. Mm-hmm. Even if the parent were to be really cool. So how do you match this? How do you get everyone to be cooler? <laughs> so that's something they're yeah. trying to to like fix slowly. And and I hope they do because mm-hmm. I would not like to see my nephew who is turning two this year mm-hmm. to be in that stress. And how yeah. is it with creative fields like uh, drawing, painting and design and so on? Yeah, that, that's the thing. Um, it's, I don't know, it really depends, but it's not something that's looked upon really highly. Mm. So it's all all about factual knowledge and and we have, cramming we have for art, stuff. We have art in school, but even that's graded. Like, well, <laughs> well, how, 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 I, I don't know. But, yeah, but it's, it's funny. Like uh, yeah. that, you can grade how well somebody can paint a tree and how accurate know, right? it is. <laughs> I, I don't get. It. I find it the silliest thing. In like, uh, it's the same kind of thing. At least back in the day when I was in school, it was still the same thing that they were grading mm-hmm. art. And also like uh, physical education, those are kind of two fields or music as well. Three fields where it's like creative or physically like capabilities where I would go Mm -hmm. like, how can you grade someone's um, like the right way of doing things? Exactly. (laughs) Well, the physical education I could understand because you can compare your results by your results to your results, like see if you're progressed. Yeah. Would you agree as well? I just had this conversation the other day with a friend of mine that would you also say that physical education shouldn't all be just about running, playing volleyball or basketball. There should also be uh, many other facets to physical education, which is like teaching kids to do yoga, meditation, Mm -hmm. eat healthy. So if you are grading already how well somebody runs, then Mm -hmm. why don't you introduce like different kinds of sports to them Mm -hmm. where they could excel? Because not everybody is great at running. So so that's why I'm saying like uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes uh, that kind of grading system, it it fails Mm -hmm. the people because they Mm -hmm. give... Uh, the kids a wrong impression of sports sports isn't mm-hmm. just about running and doing volleyball sports mm-hmm. is also doing yoga or walking yeah. or like you know taking care of your yeah. health. i had this experience like when i was living in high school one year in belgium then mm-hmm. our like uh, sports lessons were really cool i really enjoyed them because uh at one uh semester or at one month we went to gym all the time the assignment was like we had to know what we had to know how to use each machine, okay. which so muscle, cool. which muscles <laughs> do the work That's when we important. do it, and that was like so important and then and so useful. And then we played like squash. Then we uh, learned how to dance walls, and then we uh, played other like ball games and stuff. And really that sounds like the school I yeah. want to go. To. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cool. But it's the thing. Oh, so I, I trained as a Latin dancer before. Oh. And uh, did you know Ooh, that yeah. one... In Singapore? Or Singapore okay. and Australia. Oh, okay, okay. One minute of proper jive burns as many calories as dance, uh, running 400 meters of the track. See? Ooh. But proper jive is yeah. no joke. And one minute, you would mm-hmm. be dead. <laughs> okay. And wow. uh, us girls would be on two and a half inch heels, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, FYI. I love that part of it wow. as well. Like how they always like when you when you look at Latin dances, they're like, oh yeah, it's all about the dresses and looking pretty and smiling all the time. But all the training that goes into being like so punctual, oh uh, yeah, not injuring yourself Absolutely. on those high heels and looking like you're mm-hmm. effortless. It's, it's a global standard that mm-hmm. uh, all ladies' heels have to be a minimum of two point five inches, and all guys' heels have to be a minimum of one inch. Mm-hmm. Like they can actually come and measure your stuff. And if you don't measure out, you actually get disqualified. Yeah. Wow. So everything is fixed. 
just yeah. like it sounds to be in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that one was more like technique, mm-hmm. you know, like how do you get the perfect technique? Yeah. So that's a bit different. There was no one way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about how you did yeah. it. But yeah, the grades thing, it was tough. It was tough because like not everybody is book smart, and mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot. And I mean, if everybody were to be book smart, we won't have any mechanics or plumbers or electricians mm-hmm. to help yeah. us with our stuff. So. These people are valued as well, and there's nothing wrong if mm-hmm. you know you can still make a good business out of it. You're still mm-hmm. doing an honest living for you know your pay, so it's a quite a bit of I would say a mm-hmm. mental shift that has to be done in Singapore for that as well. More than just education, it's like you know why are you embarrassed if your son is a plumber? Like it's mm-hmm. a job, and they're taking care of their family. And yeah, I mean, of doing it. give this guy extra credit, man. Who would go and fix a toilet bowl? Is that something everybody yeah. would do? Yeah. Like, no. There should be a shit tax rate on on top <laughs> oh, of such jobs. You get like extra <laughs> I, extra money for doing that because yeah, yeah essentially you're volunteering for it. I mean, yeah, okay, you get paid, but it, you mm-hmm. know, it, these people should get stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. Like, I saw that growing up a lot, and people mm-hmm. like suffering and. Uh, civil defense force actually gets ready every time national results come up oh Mm -hmm. oh my god but is it just because kids will riot or is it just because kids will get suicidal about it okay oh yeah okay they don't want to bring the results home but are there a lot of riots no no rioting is illegal the last the last time that that happened uh, i can't remember which year now it was like a huge thing okay yeah it was an accidental thing as well accidental how how can you accidentally uh, have a riot? Not well, accidentally, like the cause, the cause of the riot. I, I don't remember exact. It happened in Little India. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really remember bits and pieces now. I think there was a guy that was caught under a bus, unfortunately, mm. passed away, and then people got mad. And mm-hmm. Which I feel sad because they were like, you know, you can't really say your own opinion a lot in Singapore. So they were like, mm-hmm. press, press. But are, are most like young people and people in general like wanting to exp- express themselves and wanting to leave the country to be more free or they're so used to it that they don't really That's the think thing. about it? They, I think some of them do want to stay, which is good, mm-hmm. but they want a way to express how they feel. So like the recent thing that got in the papers was about a transgender guy, girl, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she was talking about how uh, she was being discriminated against in school. Mm-hmm. Despite the doctor giving full notice of like uh, her having like a certain sickness and that she was giving medication, everything mm-hmm. was okayed by the doctor. Mm-hmm. But the school was just against her. And so she spoke out on Reddit. It's a huge thing. Okay. And a lot of people uh, noticed it. And the Ministry of Education gave a statement after that. But even in their statement... They called her a he, which is entirely wrong. Oh, okay. So they already made a huge mistake mm-hmm. right there. So people started doing a silent protest. People mm-hmm. held a sign outside the Ministry of Education. Police came, arrested them all. Um, even those who left earlier got brought in for questioning. And so now Singapore, like uh, people in Singapore going like, you know, yes, we cannot protest right now. But I was like, the bigger question is, what was so... What made these people feel so strongly? And these are young people, by the way, to mm-hmm. feel that they had to go outside the Ministry of Education to protest about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but nobody wants to answer that question and the Ministry of Education is just hiding. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. You can only protest in this place called Hong Lim Park if you actually have a permit for it. But it's up to the police whether they want to grant you a permit. Mm-hmm. So if not, you can't do any protest, no nothing. You all get arrested. Like, mm-hmm. 
it's crazy. Okay. I mean, these people were let go already. They're not mm-hmm. held or anything, but they were all brought in for questioning. Mm-hmm. So. And how do you feel now, like being in Estonia, and you know that we are allowed to like protest mm-hmm. if we want, or you're like supporting it, like people like stand up for your rights, or you're like, come on, it's so much better here, don't like <laughs> chill. Uh, I have seen a couple <laughs> of like protests. I will admit, I did think of joining, but I didn't. Horrible of me to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I look at what it is and whether I do support it or not. Of course, mm-hmm. the anti-masking one was. I was like, no, guys, come on, it's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. But um, there were, you know, uh, the protests for Belarus, for I think Poland as well, and like mm-hmm. those, I would definitely support for sure. Like it's a way to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember from an earlier conversation with you as well. You were comparing Estonia and Singapore, and uh, you were pretty um, um, firm about the fact that <laughs> Estonia and Singapore are similar in quite certain ways. Yeah. I know that was a while mm-hmm. back, but uh, are you still like uh, holding on to the same uh, they are I would say mm-hmm. uh, maybe not so firmly. I'm not so sure but because <laughs> yeah we, yeah, we they already are. had a change yeah. in our parliament and the, yeah, people, thank God, the politicians. But, <laughs> but it is uh it is the same. I mean the digital divide problem is still not being talked about. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I see mm-hmm. becoming I know that in Singapore recently they announced something about how everything's going to go to iBanking and I'm like what are you going to do about my grandparents Mm, you know they still want to go into the bank so what's happening there Mm -hmm. and then similarly here I'm I'm like especially in the pandemic times everything's going so digital so what about our people in the rural areas you know the older ones like what's going on are you doing anything to help them so Mm -hmm. that's still a huge thing both countries have that uh, are there a lot of old people in Singapore? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's an aging population. Is there mm-hmm. uh is this um I don't know, in, in some countries, in Asian countries I've mm-hmm. heard there's the rule of that you can't have more than one kid. Is that uh, a thing in Singapore as yes, well? Yes, in or? Singapore in the is it the eighties or something had a stop at mm-hmm. two policy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they kind of like really encourage people to stop having kids after they had two. Okay. My mom had three. Mm-hmm. But then now they like have as many as you want. Okay, so now they're back to <laughs> let's uh, repropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think they're still not at the level of like replacing the people or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, in Estonia as well, the, yeah. the what they call it like the birth rate is uh, still pretty negative compared to the, how many old people we have. So yeah. getting it balancing it same, out is same. quite uh, complicated. In Singapore, it's a very similar issue as well mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. and Singapore being such a tiny country and mm-hmm. having how many people I think it's six six million and they're like <laughs> one third the size of yeah. Saurima is it even possible to have your like uh, separate house or everybody's living in tiny apartments or yeah, everyone I would say I mean some people do have their own landed houses lucky mm-hmm. them they probably bought it years ago actually we had one for a few years as well Ooh. it was like a tall and yeah. skinny house of course <laughs> yeah, um, but most people do live in apartments. Um, we have like public housing, and our public housing is quite different from a lot of other countries. It's actually kind of meant to let the citizens own their own apartments. Mm. So our public housing is like. How does that work? <laughs> I think you have to, uh, within your household, earn a certain amount of uh, money. Like there's a certain cap, and yeah. then you get to buy it. you get to buy the house oh. for like ninety nine years. But then there's also resale mm. flats, so you get to see like how many years there are left in the flat and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, so basically, let citizens be able to own their own apartments. Hmm. How do you initially get the apartment? I have to apply. For it. Okay. But it depends whether you want like a new apartment or you want like a resale apartment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you can only get I think a new apartment if you're like registering as like a heterosexual couple. 
um, or you're already married, okay. basically. Oh. <laughs> uh, or like, say, like, for example, my mom and I submitted as like two people together, but it's like we're family. Mm. Yeah. If you're a single, uh, you can only buy resale flats or private uh, property. Is there a particular reason as well? Why they they have want people more... to be in families and procreate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. okay, but a resale apartment or new apartment is is that such a huge deal? Are uh, the resale apartments can... so crappy that oh, really, really it really depends. Really depends because some of the resale ones, like uh, it could be like built in the seventies or something, where it's like mm-hmm. older. The new ones would obviously be newer and uh, better facilities around and stuff. Like I have that. a good question. So yeah. when I was in Ireland and I came back to Estonia, I know I keep on talking about Ireland. So much. <laughs> there were a few things I was super happy about in Estonia. Um, one of the reasons when you go to the shower, you don't have to talk to a machine on the fucking wall that you have to push a button or or click something so that you get hot water and that you get water in general. And the other thing was central heating, like uh, Irish mm. buildings. No, bad, bad heating, bad, bad heating. Oh, so mm-hmm. like very... And and that the mm. one tap provides you hot and cold water. You don't need two separate ones. So is there any like uh, weird quirks like that when you compare to Estonia and Singapore? Do you even need heating in Singapore? Oh, yeah, no, no, he- no heating needed. You need air conditioning more like it. Mm. Um, <laughs> or you haven't been back to Singapore so long that you can't. Well, even the last time I was back was a year ago. Mm-hmm. But let me see. Uh, I don't know. Not just anything in particular. Is there a space? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is space, there smaller yeah. apartments? Mm-hmm. In there? Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, like everything was, you mm-hmm. know, high, like built really high, mm-hmm. or even going down all the way to the basement, for example. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, space. Do definitely. You, do you have kitchens in the at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. And what about like washing rooms or something? I know that we don't have a we have a washing machine there, so it's very. Like, I know because like in in Finland, for instance, uh, every apartment building kind of has also a separate floor for sauna. So there's like a schedule and everything happening there. It's like, I really love apartment buildings in Finland. Like, that's brilliant. Like, (laughs) I wish we had like a communal sauna in in, like every building as well. And the same thing with washing room. Like, uh, usually they have a washing room where you can put your stuff away, which is not very common for Estonian. Yeah, in Singapore, everyone has a washing machine at home, mm-hmm. pretty much. Or if not, there's a couple of laundromats around that you can, you know. Oh, yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. so much about laundromats. Probably in New York yeah. as well. It was very in, common, huh? It was. It, I used it all the time. We had a, yeah. a when I lived in New York. Then I lived in like five different places, mm. and we had I think uh, the washing machine in one, but it was out of order, so yeah. I always used laundromat. Yeah, I used yeah. it especially when traveling as well. Like super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a few around. So it really mm-hmm. depends on like mm-hmm. uh, you know whether you need it or not um but it's space mm-hmm. or oh, definitely i mean the the apartment i have in Tallinn definitely <laughs> cannot have the same thing in singapore it would cost <laughs> me way too much mm-hmm. and also the air the air the air i mean the air in estonia is like a drug on its own <laughs> seriously it's so clean it's impossible impossible <laughs> hmm. like where's the breathing though <laughs> You're, you're, you're like, can you actually get this much oxygen? Like, is this real? Like, like you know, it almost like gets you high, actually. I guess when you've uh, grown well, up and not had that much oxygen, exactly. you come here, you're going to be blown away yeah, by the air. you just go and you just, you know, like, you just walk around color or something, just go like, and you're like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> even in summer when it's warm, you're still like, mm-hmm. is this real? Like, come on, man. That's so cool. Yeah, because, you know, it's hot and humid in Singapore and we do have a lot of cars. So the air is... 
I wouldn't say it's like that bad, but it's definitely it's polluted. I guess it's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Is there like a smog covering the city? Oh, not so bad. Not that bad. You don't mm-hmm. really see, you maybe see the gray like just behind the cars, which is very normal. But you don't see gray like is it like mm-hmm. countryside or park or recreation? We do area have or... parks around. Not, not as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What do people do if they want to go to the nature in Singapore? Uh, there are certain like places you can go to Pulau Ubin, which is this little island. Couple of there are a couple of little islands that you can go to. We have a um, lot of islands, as I heard. Except, yes, yeah. but not all that you can actually go visit. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, there's like Bukit Timah Hill. We have the botanic gardens. We have the reservoirs that you can walk around. So there are a couple That's of cool. places that you can go to. Personally, I don't like it so much because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you know, you walk for like fifteen minutes in like one quarter of the reservoir, and you're like, I want to go back. <laughs> so you prefer our minus fifteen. <laughs> How to yeah. get along with Estonian winter. I have good clothes. Good clothes. Thank you for my jacket. Mommy, <laughs> mommy sponsored my uh, Uniqlo jacket that oh. I wore today. So Is that uh, fit for Antarctica? <laughs> Not sure if it's fit for Antarctica, but it's fit for like, here. Definitely. Just like a I have a Uniqlo blanket, coat as well because it's like uh, there's everything. a warming system inside or something. Yeah, can can you all please come here, Uniqlo? We are making a huge plea for you right now. Oh. And Uniqlo doesn't have products in Estonia. They don't sell it. so it's... You can get it shipped from the European oh, store, okay. but it costs. So Uniqlo, if you're listening to us, you know, <laughs> yeah. we just need one little shop. Yeah. We don't need like a huge one. No, it, it could even be like, you know, an e-shop where it's easy to order stuff here. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, I get it when I go to Germany, but I'm like, I have to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their heat tech is also good. Yeah, it takes so much tech. space. Our heat tech is everywhere. Because mm-hmm. heat tech is like you can kind of pack it really small, but it like actually keeps you warm. Mm-hmm. Really okay. yeah. So I have another question now. Yes. This mm. question, uh, <laughs> this question is about uh, you and Estonians. How do you feel like, yourself in Estonia amongst uh, all the Estonians? Are mm-hmm. there stereotypes of a cool, calm, collected uh, Estonian troupe, or are they false? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, uh, I think it's because I worked like with the startup community from the start that the first Estonians I met were actually like really friendly and talkative (laughs) and then I started realizing after a while that the startup community is a (laughs) separate subset of the whole population (laughs) so I was like oh okay then the couch surfing Estonians are also a Mm -hmm. subset from the whole population (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um yeah I would say I, I noticed that after a while uh but with most other Estonians I don't know like I just smile at them. Maybe they don't smile back, but nobody has been really like extra cold or anything. Like maybe once in a while at the markets when there's a line, people need to mm-hmm. clear it faster. Um, I did get someone go ching chong at me once. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, you know, like when they say like racist stuff, so you just go um, like ching chong sha 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 sha. Okay. And I was just like. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Did like, that even make sense, what they were no, saying? No, it did not even make sense at all. <laughs> That's like calling you Tsink Plek Pang. Yeah, <laughs> used exactly. used to be a name okay. of a restaurant here in oh. Tartu. But I would say, yeah, we Estonians. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe because they see me as like this small little mm-hmm. girl they all want to take care of. So they're all genuinely yeah. like really, really nice to me. And you're really active as well. Like, how, how, you, how have you found friends in Estonia? <laughs> uh, startup community first. And then after that, from the clubs. And we were still able to go. You mean nightclubs? Yeah. I didn't know that you made friends in nightclubs. Have you ever made friends in nightclubs, Tina? Uh, (laughs) 
Because like, yeah. like strong friendships, I don't remember. Yeah, here you would go to the nightclub if you already have friends. Because <laughs> if you go alone, it's gonna look I weird. Used to go alone. <laughs> I used to. Oh, this, oh, well, this, I I did okay, go depends, too, but it's 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 still it's it a depends, very brave thing to it do. It depends right? on which one alone as well. That's also true. Yeah. For example, I love my techno, mm, so yeah. if you were to go to a techno club dressed up in a dress and heels, everybody would be looking at you like, "Are you freaking crazy? We're gonna be dancing for the next six hours." Yeah, you know, at least protect your feet. <laughs> you want to wear a dress, that's fine, but like your feet, you know, we get concerned about that. <laughs> um, so in this particular community, I find like I just go with myself mm-hmm. and. So cool. Are there any cool uh, techno clubs in Tallinn that you would recommend? Uh, Hull, definitely. Hull. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. ah, okay, okay. I actually uh, never went there because uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, just created before I left to Ireland and now I'm uh, here. So I know I, big I love, parties happen there. <laughs> I love Hull. Like, they've brought in some really, really good DJs and it's been, uh, it's really cool. Like, sometimes I just like to go by myself and just mm-hmm. enjoy the music and just enjoy my own company for that matter yeah. mm-hmm. and then I'll have friends who text me and be like are you at Hull? I'm like yes but don't come and find me <laughs> and they're like what's wrong with you? and I'm like look if you happen to bump into me while mm-hmm. you're here that's cool but like I really just want to be by myself <laughs> I think and, it's super weird that people don't mm-hmm. understand going dancing means that you actually go dancing you don't want to huddle around in a circle and talk to each other and then go to the bathroom together exactly. and powder your fucking mm-hmm. nose and then go back to the dance floor and then you have to wait around for somebody to no. get a drink so, I mean, mm. sometimes if I'm tired I still sit there but I still just want to enjoy the music and just enjoy my own mm-hmm. company and then yeah it just happens that sounds super cool have you ever been to 9-11 as well? yeah What's do that? you like that place? Yes. <laughs> no, it's just that I have a. I, I, know, nine, nine I used to know cool friends well. yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. own the place. Though. I mean, Hull, 9 11, there place. used to be a place called Colm that was also really cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's closed already, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Last time mm-hmm. I went was last year, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. March 2019 was the last time I went there. So <laughs> the date then the year. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, sadly closed. I can't mm-hmm. remember when. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, these these are usual places, and then sometimes mm-hmm. people do parties in different kind of places. Like uh, the big DJs sometimes go to Kulturi Cartel, mm-hmm. um, and then mm-hmm. Patarai Prison is a new outdoor venue that they've also had mm-hmm. a few parties at. So that's been really cool. Someone's done parties at Blessner. so it's you know mm-hmm. sometimes it's not always in the clubs. In the summer, it's like a mix around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually um uh actual underground scene or techno events in Estonia as well where they go to like in the middle of the forest and the, the secret yes. locations and like it's like kind of like this mm-hmm. underground mission that if you have friends that have a car and you know the place where to go to I would always like once I would want to go because I know these events are like super cool and they're like luminescent lights in the middle yeah. of the forest okay. and you go like this is like magic land yeah I haven't been to any of the me forest neither. ones so maybe um, maybe one day yeah. and mm-hmm. then there's the popular island sound of forest which is like uh, I have never been popular. to Island Town me neither but I want to go me neither, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit so. too commercialized now from what I heard yeah mm. but that's the sad part about it as well because I think in Estonia it's like first and second year of any kind of new event series tend to be really really great and then they blow up and everybody wants to go to these places and it kind of ruins the whole magic of it well mm. I would say like one of the I haven't been for a second time but one of the ones I really enjoyed was Go Festival the one? Go Oh, okay. Where was that? Or what, what was that? The one? Okay. <laughs> Never even heard about <laughs> it. Exactly. Me neither. What but was it about? What kind of a festival was yeah. it? It was like mixed underground music. Like mm-hmm. every stage had a different style. Drum and bass, techno, mm-hmm. uh, side trance, all of it. So every... Mm-hmm. But it's like, it was such a small thing. Like, 
yeah, I was quite surprised. Uh, started camping, and nothing commercial. Uh, there was like a little cafe that sold stuff, and then every stage had its own cute little decorations, but like oh. nothing big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really really nice. That's cool. I think that kind of movement in Estonia is also pretty underground and pretty small. It's not like you very large, but yeah. I'm always impressed that they are able to bring like such big names to Estonia. And I think those artists that come to Estonia are, like mm-hmm. uh, seem to be like very surprised about the scene in here as well. Yeah. But when people go to these places to yeah. listen to them, it's like full on. Oh, it's, yeah. it's not going like, to be uh, like your... I mean, <laughs> well, for example, already had like 500 people the first time I went, so it was a very decent group. Yeah. But because mm-hmm. it was quite spread out, so I didn't feel like it was too crowded, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think some of the DJs that come to Holland are like, what? Like, this is like there's this <laughs> bunch of people here. That's yeah, cool. they do get surprised mm. by that. I think. Like, I think anybody that comes to Italian and realizes that from your airport to the hotel is like a oh yeah, there's that taxi ride gets already yeah. surprised about it. That's true. Yeah, I had yeah. friends uh, visit and uh, they came to party with me at Hall as well, and they were like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> they they like because I told them about it, so they went to do some research and then decided to come, and they were like, "We." a decent amount of value but mm-hmm. like we did not expect decent like i see how you survive now <laughs> so they were impressed right oh yeah. they were really really impressed mm-hmm. because they've been to the bergheim mm-hmm. so they were comparing that with Hull, and they were like this is a very 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 decent standard mm. yeah i think i need to make some plans to go to Tallinn <laughs> for a hall party absolutely once all the restrictions are over and some action happens well mm. now it's uh the clubs can open till 9 p.m yeah, but I mean, okay. yeah, party right. until nine pm. Mm. Yeah, I know, when did right? they open? Yeah. Then? I kind of uh, the girl. The, the restrictions started this week, actually. Yeah, like, but what time do they open? Like seven, and then you have two hours. No, or? no, no. Okay. Today, Carl is open at four. Today, yeah. and I think next week or the week after, they open at one. Okay. Okay, it's making it, it might actually uh, start this uh, whole new movement of uh, clubbing during daytime. They already did before <laughs> straight um, from work. Yeah, because they close. Mm-hmm. So they close everything in, like December or something. But even before that, mm-hmm. um, it was first like, oh, it can only happen till midnight, and after that, next was like 10 mm-hmm. p.m. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody was like starting at 2 p.m. It was the funniest thing. Like, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. Like. Uh, like I remember back in the day when I still used to go more clubbing, I would leave the club seven a.m. in the morning. So <laughs> that were like underground trance clubs where you come out and the first tram has already left the oh, building. Yeah, 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 that's what we used to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, lucky for me, I don't live all that far from high, so I can just take like 10, 15 minutes to walk home anytime I wanted. But yes, there were times you would get out and it's mm. like you know, bring and you're like, oh, you guys already. I think yeah. that's the best feeling, like <laughs> coming after a long oh, yeah. clubbing evening and then just in the morning, it's like everybody's going to work and you're like yeah i'm just going home oh my god few <laughs> times that i've done it i'm like oh my god why did i do that that's totally not my jam <laughs> uh, so. mm. it happens it happens mm. but yeah that is how i met a very interesting amount of estonian people yeah. you're like uh yeah going from one bubble to another mm-hmm. like this uh, whole startup bubble that doesn't actually surprise me because we've already had a couple of guests on the show yeah. well where they were talking about like how friendly everybody is in the startup scene mm-hmm. and sharing is caring and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then the couch surfing one i understand because it's a community where it's also you're sharing one. yeah yeah <laughs> i used to go to like couchsurfing meeting in so mm-hmm. many different cities so it you know that one yeah. is uh, kind of a yeah. yeah, and then you don't actually need much after that because you already got a decent amount of people. But how would you say these days are most of your friends foreigners or Estonians here in Estonia? You've now been three years here. Do you, have mm-hmm. you made actual Estonian friends? Oh as well? yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think 
the last time I had a birthday party, which was in 2019, <laughs> uh, I think some people were like, there's a lot of Estonians here uh-huh. who are not in the startup community. Mm-hmm. So they like, were impressed. Where did right? you find so, them? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, how does she know like these people? You know, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really like being judgmental or anything. It's more like, yeah. what? Like, what mm-hmm. a mix. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have, you know, mm-hmm. foreigner friends as well. I know a couple of Singaporeans here. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, where, where are you from? Doesn't really matter to me. Like, mm-hmm. are you respectful? Are you cool? Do we get along? Mm-hmm. It's more important. So how do you uh, speak with them? You use English, right? Do you speak in Estonian as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. learning. How is it going? Mitäs läheb? Hästi, aga sina. Mina lähen ka hästi. Yeah, us a kaks klas alga pistis vebu. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in a week? Yes. Nice. That's when I can take the national exam if I finish this class. Mm-hmm. So how many languages do you speak? Because Singapore has multiple national languages, yes, right? I speak Native. English, very bad Chinese, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. beginner Estonian, oh. and a couple of words of German. Okay. Hmm. And thank you in many different languages. <laughs> well, that's a decent amount of languages, and mm-hmm. thank you is the most important word anyways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> do you have any favorite words in Estonian? Uh, I like to say my dear. My dear. Yeah, okay. Everything my dear. I you have know. a kid, my dear. <laughs> That's the best one. So, it's your escape word yeah, for everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't really have a specific word that I like, but Estonian is a very nice sounding language. <laughs> does it sound funny for you, or does it, it sound nice? nice? You know, a bit like French is kind of like flowy mm-hmm. and, and like English. Mm-hmm. I not, think I've never heard anybody actually compare Estonian to French. <laughs> it's just kind of like 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 in French, even if you say a bad word, it doesn't yeah. sound bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, in Estonian, maybe depending on how like how you pronounce it. So. Yeah, exactly. But if not, I still find that like, it sounds like a very nice flowy mm-hmm. language. It's not as rough as German. Oh, that's true. Though I have argued sure. with people mm-hmm. that uh, German can also be very soft. Uh, depends on who's yeah. actually speaking it and how you pronounce <laughs> it. And how you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, but so. yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. And then yeah, I speak English. Uh, Singapore is the only Asian country with English as a first language. We mm. have four national languages, so that's English, wow. Mandarin, Chinese, Malay, and Tamil. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So you you kind of grow up already in a pool of languages. Uh mm-hmm. yes, but we usually speak English and then mm-hmm. our second language. So mine was Mandarin Chinese, and that's why I speak but, quite bad. But which language do did you learn at school then? English. English, okay. But for like about an hour or so every day, you do have your second language class, and okay. that depends on your race, like what exactly you're taking. So mm-hmm. I would have like Chinese class, mm-hmm. but pretty bad. So your heritage is Chinese then, right? Yes, mm-hmm. but technically I'm kind of mixed. Mm-hmm. Like uh, <laughs> I also have uh, Peranakan blood, and now that one is quite an interesting uh, culture. So basically, mm-hmm. um, from the 1600s, the Chinese came down towards Southeast Asia to trade. And um, Singapore and Malacca and Penang, these two places are in the west side of Malaysia, were like the main ports of Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And the indigenous or native people of this area were the Malays. So when the Chinese men came to trade, you know, they're lonely. And who's there? <laughs> um, that's, the, that's the funny way of saying it. So the Chinese men and the local women kind of, you know, mixed together. And that kind of gave birth to a whole new culture. Peranakan or Nonyabhava culture. It's a true mix of like um, Malay and Chinese. So for example, they don't have their own language. Mm-hmm. 
but they do have very elaborate traditions. They used to have an eleven-day wedding tradition. Oh, thank God we don't do that now. We can't afford it. I'm not sure what they do for eleven days, but there was this tradition. Yes, um, it's also interesting because its uh, grandmother is known as God of the Family, the matriarch of the household. Oh, matriarch. So the women rule. Oh yeah, like grandma. And it still comes down to today, like in my family, for example, the mm-hmm. women are crazy strong in the family. I mean, okay. Nothing against the guys, okay? <laughs> but like, you know, you can see that this is still happening today. Mm-hmm. Um, the food is really elaborate as well. It's very complicated to make it. And it's a really interesting mix of uh, Malay and Chinese. For example, a lot of Malays are Muslims, not all, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are, which means they don't eat pork. Oh my god, that's actually interesting. I never knew that. But in mm-hmm. uh, Peranakan culture, there's actually a lot of pork being used because of the Chinese. Oh, and they mix okay. it with like Malay spices so it's really interesting and like there's this yeah. one uh, dish called buakala which translates to black nut curry and that mm. takes like three days to make three days? yeah three days is it like fully like from morning to oh no no no, 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 no. It's, like, it's not it's only stirring? because you have to soak the black nuts okay. uh, in water for a couple of days so that Okay, I was already yeah. picturing like standing in the kitchen for three no, no, days. No, 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 you have to soak the like, nuts something. first and then after that you have to crack a hole, take out the seed, pound it, put it back. And if you don't do that properly, like, it's supposed to be Yeah, so it's a really elaborate culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fun fact is the main sort of traditional costume of the Puranakan or Baba, culture, Baba Nonya culture is mm-hmm. the Sarong Kabaya. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at it carefully, it has like Chinese dragons along with Malay batik flowers. So it's a really interesting pattern. Mm-hmm. And the sarong kabaya is the outfit of the ladies in Singapore Airlines. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> so they have a modern version. Mm-hmm. So the long skirt and the way that the top is actually made is like a tradition. Uh, sorry, modern sarong kabaya. Even the print on it, if you look carefully, mm-hmm. it's a mix of Chinese and Malay. So that's actually okay, going on today well, like <laughs> yeah so is it, it. Uh, is it a better thing to be so special in terms of your heritage or would you uh, rather I have think, been just a singaporean know. whatever that means <laughs> there's there's i mean because singapore is a port as well there's a lot of people you know who uh do i wouldn't say we're full Peranakan, but we do have like part of that mm-hmm. inside so yeah my grandmother cooks a couple of Peranakan dishes which are mm-hmm. really good and, uh, fortunately i'm gonna have to wait a bit longer to eat them because mm-hmm. I can't get a lot of the spices here so even mm-hmm. if I want to recreate it it's not so easy mm-hmm. but uh, what's interesting is that even some of my friends in Singapore who are Chinese they didn't grow up Peranakan and I only found out that out as an adult actually oh. so mm-hmm. I brought a friend of mine on a weekend trip to Malacca and he was like oh this is the first time I'm eating a full Peranakan meal I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like are you serious man? he's like yeah I mean he was really enjoying mm-hmm. it but he's like yeah yeah and I was like Dude, you're from Singapore. This is not normal. He's like, you're the one who's not normal. <laughs> he's like, my okay. family is like, you know, full on Chinese. We don't have any Peranakan influence. So he's like, I didn't grow up with any of these dishes. Not like the way you did. And I thought my mm. childhood was normal. So it's interesting to find out that mm-hmm. even though we're all kind of like Chinese by race, we do have different elements mm-hmm. for each family. So many like that is uh, subtleties. Yeah. yeah. I related to that. The food plays a major role. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, absolutely. So, what is the typical things that you eat in uh, in uh, Singapore and in Tal- Estonia? Uh, rice, noodles. <laughs> it depends on what I feel like. I try to recreate a lot of things mm-hmm. because there's no place in Thailand that can make it. So, so what do you miss? What are you tr- What are you oh trying to recreate? <laughs> I recreated bachor meat the other day, which just means meat noodles that has mm-hmm. like pork lard, vinegar, and stuff. Not the healthiest thing, but 
<laughs> and uh, I we do get laksa paste here, so I try to create some of that on my own, but we don't get the same ingredients. So we have to try. Mm. Do a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a stone inversion. Yeah. I have made chicken rice a few times from scratch. Mm-hmm. That has been an absolute joy. Very complicated. Like, well, not complicated, just tedious. But then after that, when you get to eat it, you're like, yeah. So what is chicken rice? Is it just chicken and rice? Uh, pretty much, yes. <laughs> what makes but, it so hard to make it? <laughs> because um, you have to poach the chicken in a certain way and you have to mix the sauce for it. You have to make the chili for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, poaching liquid from the chicken mm-hmm. is used to flavor the rice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it depends on poaching that chicken properly. Mm-hmm. So Because you have to use the liquid for some of the chili, for some of the gravy, for some of the yeah, rice. If so you fuck that, that up, then the whole dish is gone. That makes yeah, it more complicated. It, it's yeah. not too hard. You just kind of have to get the, you know, just put like ginger, spring onions, chicken stock and stuff. But you have to like wait so that the chicken poaches properly because you don't want to get salmonella or anything like mm. that. So you have to like yeah. leave the chicken uh, after it boils. You have to cover it and leave it for like 45 minutes. So you're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> for like 45 minutes or so, waiting for it to be done so that you can take that and continue mm-hmm. all the other things. So you spend the 45 minutes prepping everything else. Okay. Then you wait for Because you need the chicken to be fully cooked or you can't use the liquid as well. So mm-hmm. That seems like so much uh, effort putting into it. So what do you think about Estonian food? Do, do you think Some we're of it, I like it. I wouldn't say, oh, like... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I started liking a We have a lot of potatoes. <laughs> Which one is that? Potatoes. We can make them at least in 10 uh, different ways. <laughs> yeah, potatoes. Um, Very versed, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my boyfriend started getting me to like it. Because oh. he cooked it till it's like super crispy and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then together with the prairie cup sauce. The what? Prairie cup sauce. Uh, prairie cup sauce. <laughs> yeah, so, and the cranberry jam or whatever jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes it quite nice. Uh, The meat cream sauce on the top. Meat cream sauce, like a pastet, pate? No, like a meat cream. It's like a mincemeat. Ah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, cool. Just mincemeat sauce. Custard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that one. But I think my boyfriend does it differently because he puts all the spices inside. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you actually do put it there, but it, it depends again how your your family is used to making it. Uh, he, he's just having fun doing with <laughs> all the spices that I have at home. So, mm-hmm. so it, comes out, uh, it comes out quite nice. Uh, let's see. Pancakes. Pancakes are good. It's oh. very interesting that there's like uh, the pancakes here and like the sort of American fluffy pancakes. It's a bit different. The one here yeah. is a bit more like a crepe. I mean, I like both. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we do have pancakes quite a bit. <laughs> it sounds like food plays such a huge role in Singaporean culture. How do people like manage it? Like I, I think most Estonians eat very easy and fast because they hate yeah. cooking so long. But... All the dishes that you've like explained to us so far seem like elaborate ones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, a whole project. Well, no, <laughs> there, there are like really uh, simple ones as well. You know, like simple pasta or the multi cooker does the job for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. is that the mm-hmm. secret weapon of Singaporeans? <laughs> multi cooker. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the family. Like mm-hmm. there are a couple of uh, dishes that my mom does in the slow cooker, so I took from there and then mm-hmm. I just put it in mine. And what is the deal with Singapore Singapore noodles? Yeah, oh, that was, oh my gosh. <laughs> the first time I heard of Singapore noodles, I was 10 years old and in Australia. <laughs> okay. Like, I've never heard of it in my life. And then after traveling even more, then I realized it's a thing 
outside of Asia. <laughs> in Asia, we don't have that because they all have their own different noodles. You know, Thai noodles, Vietnamese noodles, you know, Filipino has their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every country has their own yeah. noodles. So nobody yeah. has like any special name for it. But go outside and there's Singapore noodles. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and there's no one recipe. Everyone mm-hmm. makes it different. Everyone uses different noodles. Everyone uses different vegetables. Mm-hmm. Everyone uses different meat. Like, So what is the Singapore part in those noodles? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I even see like, you know, bottles in the shop sometimes. Singapore noodle paste. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> Just using the name. Yeah, it, it's really funny. I mean, I'm glad people are starting to know about Singapore because of this. But there's no such thing. <laughs> I really don't get it. Like an urban legend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, if you come to Singapore and you say, Can I have Singapore noodles? We would just look at you mm-hmm. because we'd be like, Yeah, but what kind do you want? Yeah. You know, because we have like soup noodles, dry mm-hmm. noodles, fried noodles, noodles with mm-hmm. gravy, and the, you can choose like multiple different types. You can even like mix and match mm-hmm. a couple of them. So we're like, Yeah, I, I think it's similar with Belgian and Belgian waffles because in Belgium, like, uh, you go there and you ask for Belgian waffles, and they would be like, So what do you mean? Like, uh, Uh, with covered with the whipped cream or with chocolate yeah. or with something else but but that's usually what tourists eat like locals <laughs> yeah. don't eat like stuff with whipped cream they just have like the sugar covered yeah or sugar things and they buy it from supermarket and so on so it's yeah it's oh. funny yeah, you, <laughs> you come to singapore and what is singapore noodles and another one in another place i saw malaysian fried rice i'm like what the hell is that <laughs> never heard of it either like mm-hmm. i don't know really funny stuff Mm-hmm. Because you can obviously make fried rice in so many different ways. Exactly, and I mean, like you know, people here do fried rice in their own way as well. So I'm like, okay, but like I don't get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does it? Um, okay, maybe this, this is a silly question, but does it offend you that uh, people associate Singapore uh, noodles with Singapore? <laughs> Whenever they ask about it, I'm just like, oh my god, and then they're like, oh really? Like what's like what's the whole story behind it? Like mm-hmm. yeah. It just makes me kind of laugh and roll my eyes and I'll be like, yeah, okay. Maybe it's like Estonians and e-residency. Like, it, it doesn't matter what people know about your country as long as they're interested about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll open my food shop. I mean, oh, like, it wouldn't be a bad be cool. idea because I yeah. think it, unique stuff is like something that Estonians really enjoy. We're kind of curious about other cultures too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're exotic and you're cute, so you would like uh, be a good addition to the whole family, yeah, you know. It was funny. I think one of the first times I made chicken rice, I actually invited an Estonian friend over, and mm-hmm. she's like full on Estonian, and uh, she doesn't even eat all that much chili. So I actually offered her a bit of the chili sauce. I'm like, hey, this is part of the whole thing. You should try. She's like, okay. Next thing I know, she's like, can I have more chili sauce? And I was like, you really? She's like. Yeah, it goes really well with the whole thing. I'm like, knock yourself out. Like, <laughs> so I was nice. quite shocked. She was like full on eating the mm-hmm. whole thing. So that was cool. interesting to see mm-hmm. that like, I would say most of the things that I feed people, they are quite happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You haven't poisoned anyone yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, and I would say one of the more interesting ones was when I made stir fried pig's kidney and liver. Mm. Pig's kidney and liver. Yeah. Where like, do you get those things? Just the, a normal. The butcher. Okay. The butcher, yeah. yeah. It's all there. Like near near Yama. Then I just tell them how much I want. But um so my mom cooked it quite a mm. lot and there's uh, she has a specific way of washing it. So mm. obviously I got all the mm-hmm. tips from her on how to do it. And uh she fries it with um, you know, some Asian sauces like oyster sauce and dark mm. soya with ginger, so that ginger helps mm. take away a lot of the smell as well. So it's actually mm. like really good made it for my friend the other day. I was like, hey, do you eat this? She said, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I brought it to her and she was like, oh my God. <laughs> She's like, is this how you guys eat it? I was like, one of the ways. Yes, mm-hmm. my mom cooks it. And she went like all over it. Mm-hmm. 
and I made it again. And uh, people were like, oh, this is very interesting because mm-hmm. they already know the texture and the mm-hmm. smell of it. They just didn't like imagine it in this way. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was funny. And they're like, oh, you eat that in Asia too? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I see people like having liver here with like a cream sauce or something for me. I'm like, okay, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> do that because that the ginger for me is important. It mm-hmm. really helps you take away. But I guess it's also a kind of a nostalgic thing that you get used to a certain kind of tasting thing. Yeah. And it's also something that probably reminds yeah. you of home mm-hmm. and uh, your so that, mom that cooking. Just that it's so mm-hmm. tedious. I mean, like, the washing is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And you uh, you and tofu, what's the deal with that? <laughs> is I, like, there, I like tofu. Is, there, um, is Estonian tofu the same? As no. In, no. No. <laughs> The uh, the ones you get at typical supermarkets, it's what we call firm tofu, mm-hmm. and that should be used for frying. If you're trying to use it in soup on its own, just ugh, doesn't mm-hmm. taste as good. So I highly recommend fry or bake it. Um, but cut fry it into pieces it. first so that you get as many crispy corners as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know you can um, boil it or you can, but it's yeah. not as good because the okay. texture on its own mm-hmm. is like funny. So I always like fry. You don't have to put anything. It actually creates its own naturally coated. Mm-hmm. And that's often what you eat instead of meat, or? Uh, yes, except mm-hmm. that in Asia we have uh, so many different types. Mm-hmm. Like we have a whole uh, tofu section. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, like so it's not section. just soya tofu. Yeah. We also have egg tofu, and mm-hmm. there's like um, different levels of firmness from mm-hmm. the soft one to the hard ones. So you know you can like go take your pick, mm-hmm. and, and then like cheese here, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I always tell yeah. people, like, you know, the sour cream section you have here in Estonia, think of that as a tofu section we have here. <laughs> sour cream oh, yeah. section. I have to say, never seen any country so in love with sour cream before. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it would be Mexico. Because, well, you know. Yeah, they do love their... Uh, yeah, food. but then when I came here, I'm like, I was so <laughs> shocked. And I mean, the sour cream here mm-hmm. is next level. Man. Like, there's nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, and we're putting it everywhere, pretty much on all the salads and all the. Yeah, yeah, it's very things. interesting what it's mixed with, and the taste is also just slightly different. So it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of same with uh, most dairy products as well. If you've uh, traveled the world, like the milk in uh, you know oh, the yeah. states doesn't taste the same, or the one no. in Russia. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that one has been boiled to death. Yeah, <laughs> I like, mean the one in oh Singapore. You probably wouldn't like the one in Singapore. Like is it even different. milk is the question that i have in i mind. think so mm-hmm. i'm not sure yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. but it's like we didn't grow up on much like dairy like mm-hmm. we only started eating and drinking it because people said it was good mm-hmm. like we also don't grow up on cheese like the first time yeah. i even had like camembert or anything like mm-hmm. that i was 19 because my parents don't really know much about cheese mm-hmm. and we used to eat sliced cheese in the plastic because that's oh, all yeah, we knew. Yeah, the ones uh, that are yeah. orangey. Yeah. Well, that, that's all. That's all we knew. Literally. Yeah. And then we knew those. a bit of like cheese or like Parmesan cheese on the on the pasta or like mm-hmm. you know shredded cheese on the pizza. But we didn't really know much more than that. Like cheese boards and stuff. We didn't do it because uh, it was always imported, so it was way too expensive. Mm, yeah. Mm. Because the, do you have um, do you have land and place for no. cows or something? No, we don't no. have. A lot no of things are imported, so yeah. it's expensive. So even like cheese pots, didn't see one till I was nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, is there a specific reason as well why you stayed to, in Estonia for so long? Uh, yeah, I was supposed to leave last year. Uh-huh. Then the uh-huh. pandemic happened. Okay, well, besides the pandemic, <laughs> um, I like the startup community because uh, the Latitude Fifty Nine job was a contract job for four months, and that allowed me to see. I was like, oh, things here are quite interesting. Maybe I could stay a bit longer. Mm-hmm. 
So then, that's what I did. Uh huh. That's cool. Yeah, I was supposed to do that. Do you feel like uh, there's some other stuff that you still want to do in Estonia, like bucket list stuff? Or yeah, the ice roads. Ice road. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been on the ice road. I haven't been there actually as well. <laughs> Though I go to Sarajevo quite well, often. I have, and I'm the only one without the driving license <laughs> here. I've done the ice road. It's awesome. Uh, I want that's that that's on my list too. Because mm-hmm. the last uh, yeah, the last season wasn't cold. The last day this year it might actually they say it might, but you can't drive all the way there. But mm. a couple of roads may be open. I can only imagine the line. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the the ice roads are on my list. Uh, what else? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Have you even been around Estonia? I've been here and there a bit, <laughs> or mostly uh, went just to Tallinn. went to Billandi a couple mm-hmm. of times for like. Uh, stuff days summer days mm-hmm. and like the festivals there i've been to sarima a lot with a boyfriend from sarima mm-hmm. uh i went to prangli with a bunch of friends for a weekend once uh i've been to the islands too that's mm-hmm. actually cool i've been, been to kichno or no not yet it's on my list mm-hmm. uh parno is also on my list actually mm-hmm. and you went so to- embarrassed i haven't gone <laughs> I guess I'll go. Don't and you be. went. A lot of people haven't. Yeah. I want to. And you went winter swimming and tried that. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I can't really call it swimming. Dipping would be the right okay, word. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but both times I did it, there was a sauna nearby. Yeah. So, someone, because uh, they had this uh, ice swimming festival at Noblesna in December last mm-hmm. year. So, they did like a pre event and they like hired a sauna next to uh, next to the Linahau mm-hmm. little beach there. Mm-hmm. So then I just went there and this guy was like, oh, you want to try it? I was like, yeah. Then he was like, do you know anything about it? I was like, no. So he started giving me like these tips, which were quite helpful actually. Then after that, I could go to the sauna because he was right there. What's your um connection to sauna? How do you feel about that? Oh yeah, so now that's interesting. We have steam saunas in Asia. Oh, yeah. And what they have steam uh, saunas like? Like going outside and feeling steamed? Or like no, 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 like <laughs> go into the room and it's all steamy <laughs> inside, actually. Okay, like and actual living is uh, a steam sauna. Right? And uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, they have plastic seats inside. Plastic? Isn't it like... There's like a way of annoying. building it. So, um, you know, like in saunas here, you have like the whole bench and everyone's like yeah. squashing it. No, over there you have individual seats. It's quite a little privacy <laughs> for yourself even, you know. Yeah. I guess in steam sauna, sometimes you have individual seats. Yeah, but in Asia, it's very common to have temperatures. Okay. So, and then you can adjust the temperature from the outside. It's oh. a little thermostat thing. Uh, it's quite common to have it in the guy's bathroom and the girl's bathroom, so it's not like a mixed gender thing. It's individual mm-hmm. and nobody talks in there. <laughs> <laughs> so have you found Estonians talking sauna? No, I like it. And then when I came here, I was like, oh, sauna's a huge thing. And I was like, oh, this is a different kind of sauna. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, there is some steam, but not so much. But I've, I've grown to really like it. In the smoke sauna a few times as well, come out all like stuff all over. Mm. Yeah, I've been to uh, the spas around, and I would say the Mustamaya spa is very, the last mm. was 21 plus spa is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Galef spa oasis, the adult section, or that one. Is really so, what does the if people don't know, what does it mean, adult section? Like, what is different than that? No kids, no kids. Oh, that's the best part. Mm. Uh, okay, and then you sometimes see people going for it. You know, having their fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I heard too about the, I had a, the Mustamaya spa has this swing that looks like a sex swing. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. the last time I went, there was like a girl full on posing on it, and her guy friends took me like a photo shoot of her mm-hmm. with their phones. Mm-hmm. 
knows? Mm. Not something I really wanted to see, but okay. It's slightly disturbing that they got to bring their phones into a place like this where people are running around naked and you might get on the shot, you know? Well, I think everyone here was pretty much like wearing like swimsuits. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At least not running around naked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I like the 21 plus bars and food because there are no screaming kids, mm-hmm. you know? Is there a difference as well in a spa sauna and an actual sauna? What we call a real mm. sauna here is not something that you experience in a spa, but um, maybe you have a different experience. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's much bigger. There's like more things happening, something <laughs> like think. that. It's fancier. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a sauna in my bathroom in my apartment. So. Oh, you love it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, yeah, like, we, we don't use it quite often. Mm, that's yeah. really cool. So it's was it's it nice. weird for you uh, the the sauna experience as well, where you have like mixed people going in there? And... No, because uh, in Japan they do that. Oh, okay, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And they have to go naked as well. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the onsen. Yeah. It's a huge thing in Japan. So we've all heard about you know different countries have uh, not rules but like you know different ways of doing things. So it wasn't that uh, shocking to me. Um, and then it was more about like. You go in nude if you want to. You wear in a swimsuit if you want to. You know, like, nobody really cared. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you were comfortable, like, people were okay, okay with it. So, for me, I guess, if I'm with, like, really good friends, mm-hmm. I'm happy to go naked. Or maybe just a towel around myself. But if I'm with people I don't really know, then mm-hmm. I feel more comfortable if I were to wear a swimsuit. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming from Asia, it's a bit like, you know, nudity is something that is... Uh, I would say an issue, but like, (laughs) yeah, it's something we keep close to ourselves. So here for me, I'm just kind of like, yeah. And my friends will come to my house and be like, oh, can we use the sauna? I'm like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And they're like, what are your uh, preferences? Like, do you, are you okay if we just go in or what do you like? And to me, I'm like, well, usually I just wear a towel Mm -hmm. over and I'm like, if you guys want whatever, it's your choice. I mean, I don't really care if you're naked next to me. It doesn't bother Mm -hmm. Yeah. So same thing, like whatever you're comfortable with. Because, yeah, in Estonia, the funny thing is that sometimes you might end up with your colleagues in the sauna as well. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like, okay, so how does this work? And then you're like, you have to explain kind of that nobody has time to look around anyway. What's going on? Exactly, like just enjoying it. But yeah, no, I, I really like saunas. And uh, my friends did, uh, Adam and Annie, they run EstonianSaunas.com. So I've learned oh. a lot from them as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did like a sauna workshop once and I went for it and I learned so much about like the history of how like hot baths and saunas were all around the world and everything. Really, really cool. And Annie made us uh, sauerkraut soup. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. But yeah. you didn't eat in the sauna, right? No, 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 because we, we, we were at Helldecker and yeah. it was their sauna, so we didn't you know, we yeah. follow their rules. But yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, so I learned a lot, mm-hmm. especially for my friends mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So next to the sauna thing, is there anything else that's been like super different from for you or like really strange about Estonia or Estonians? Hmm. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of mm-hmm. anything right now. Actually, mm-hmm. like the, I guess the ice swimming thing because coming from Singapore, it's always so hot. Like people can't yeah. even take a cold shower there. Had you seen snow before? Uh, yes, when I went to Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't the first time snow but the swimming thing mm-hmm. and then of course uh, with the whole Wim Hof thing becoming more popular mm-hmm. today as well then <laughs> and uh, my parents are like freak- not freaking out but they go like mm-hmm. oh my god I can't believe you did that <laughs> had they come to visit you? yeah they've come they came and this, they came over Yanni Park 2019 mm-hmm. yeah they really enjoyed it here what did they think about our Yanni Park? 
Did you do traditional yanibab or did you do uh, city yanibab? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did city one. I went to my friend's house. They were having a barbecue and so on. So we just kind of hung out there. Showed them a little bit of the Italian suburbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. overly dramatizing them with a, no. like a whole village party. <laughs> no, but it was it was fun. We went to Sarima for like a night and went around and they walked around the old town. They went to Lahima as mm-hmm. well. And uh, yeah, they really enjoyed it here. Mm-hmm. They liked it. They said it's better than Helsinki. <laughs> Oh, nice. That's good. Okay, nice win for us. Please don't, please don't kill us, Finnish people. <laughs> oh no, they won't. They're yeah. like even slower than we are. You know? <laughs> but yeah, no, they really enjoyed it here. They thought like you know there was lots of space. It was quiet. It's mm-hmm. affordable because they came from Helsinki as well. So they're like, oh, everything's half the price here. This mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. no ten euro beer here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way, it's better to travel this way. Like coming from this. Yeah, Finland, where it's like more expensive, and then being like, oh, because we have direct cheap. flights to Helsinki from Singapore. Oh, so. Cool. It, they stopped there first and they came mm-hmm. over here and they're like what this is how it is and they're like okay now we're starting to understand and they're like this is your apartment i'm like yeah they're like oh okay because you compare it to the apartments yeah. in singapore they've mm-hmm. seen a video but when they came they were like whoa mm-hmm. okay now luxury. we kind of understand <laughs> like yeah to them it was a whole luxury apartment mm-hmm. when i first told my mom that i was going to leave estonia and her reaction was but your apartment. <laughs> no, you were only there for four days, mom. Come on. <laughs> so cool. well, you can come and they can uh, mm-hmm. hold on, on the fort, you know. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Yeah, they do want to come back and visit. So maybe another time we can, I don't know, find a house outside somewhere. We can enjoy a bit mm, more yeah. space rather than just in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's nice because the nature here in uh, Estonia is, is such a pretty so thing beautiful. for them as well. Like Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just like the space air everything yeah and it's not like too fast paced you know mm-hmm. Singapore everything is so fast and over here everyone is just like it's more chill mm-hmm. so they, they enjoyed that as well have you noticed the change in yourself as well compared to like Singapore but I guess as a digital nomad you've been to so many different places that coming it, to Estonia yeah. and this being calm here doesn't really surprise you no no it was nice actually <laughs> only sometimes when you like need answers from people and they take their own sweet time then you're like <laughs> I need an answer, please. Like mm. I've been pinging you for like five hours. Like where's my freaking answer? Okay, okay, okay. So, so you some, get a little bit impatient with us. <laughs> sometimes, not all the time. It's only when, like you know, for example, if you need a certain approval to do your project or something like that, and I just really want to get it done. And I'm like, come on! Like <laughs> I think that's a normal reaction with everybody yeah. as well. Like mm-hmm. and you just kind of learn to adapt where you are. And uh, yeah. Mm. Do you have any cool tips for other foreigners who come to Estonia? What they should know about Estonians, our food, or our place here? Like anything mm. that would be useful for them besides uh, buying good clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy clothes anywhere else. Come to Estonia, find them here. Oh yeah, unless it's that uh, uh, Uniqlo. Co- yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, <laughs> we should get a sponsorship. <laughs> Estonia has really good secondhand shops. Mm. I'm not sure about. Okay, tip. I mean. I can only speak Italian. Does okay. it exist in Singapore as well? Like we, concept, it or? does. It exists mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, lots of places in the world. But the quality of stuff that you get here in those shops, I'm like, oh my god! The ones in Tallinn, the ones in Sarima, because my boyfriend's house oh, yeah. is like five minutes away. So every time we go, we go have a look. Thing. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the stuff in the secondhand shops, amazing! Wow, like the clothes. I mean, the jackets, the shoes, the jeans. Like, oh my goodness. So, I would say if you're coming from a country uh, that doesn't really experience very cold winter, um, come here to buy your clothes. Mm. Like, mm. I got a really good Zara down jacket at Pavli for like eight euros. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. So, Cute that's, time. you know, and you know that it's good stuff here mm. and you find really good quality stuff for like really good prices. So, 
definitely something. Uh, what other tips would I give? Let me see. If you're used to seeing things underground like I am, growing up with underground trains and stuff, uh-huh. get used to not seeing that oh, here. Yeah, there's no subway here, right? Yeah, I remember when I went to Helsinki after being here for three months and I saw the underground, I almost cried <laughs> because I was so used to it. Uh-huh. So that's one. Uh, they eat a lot of pork here, mm. which is very, quite interesting for me. Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, I like it, but I have done to do lots more recipes with it. Huh? Yeah. Um, not so many green leafy vegetables, so that one you, you need to be slightly prepared for that, I would say. It's hard to get the green and leafy stuff. Yeah, I mean, if there's... it's an average store, then there's, there's no cabbage. Much, yeah. You can get cabbage, but things yeah. like spinach, rucola, yeah. or yeah. rocket, you know, they can get a little bit more expensive, so you kind of get to get mm-hmm. used to eating, like, more peppers, broccoli, yeah. cauliflower, carrot, and stuff and like kale that. kale is not popular here at all. <laughs> it's like every you can I get it at Remy, actually. Can you? Yeah, you for like 140 or so, places. yeah. Yeah, you can <laughs> get kale, but it's not that popular. But I remember yeah. walking around in the shop and trying to figure out which one of these yeah. is kale because I had only yeah. like an urban legend for me. And then like the <laughs> pop, the pop choy in Rimi, the price makes me cry. The what? Popcorn? Pop choy, which pop is a very uh, common like Asian vegetable, oh. Asian green leafy vegetable. You can get it at Rimi, but the price just mm. really makes me cry. Okay. Um, but yes, what else? Yeah, dill and sour cream are a huge thing here. Mm, <laughs> dill and sour cream. So yes, it, it, I, I like dill, but when they overpower it, that's when I have a problem. How about pickled stuff? Uh, yeah, lots and lots of pickled stuff here. Um, personally, I do not like pickled cucumbers. And that's a personal... Really? Oh, yeah. Yes, it's a personal <laughs> thing. A little oh. bit's okay. But I do like Selyanka soup and I, it's, yeah. I learned how to make that from scratch now, so oh. I'm very proud yeah, of that. Of course. Um, you see what other pickled stuff have I... Mushrooms. There's uh, a yeah. pumpkin. There's uh, cucumbers. There's yes, peppers, onions, olives. Onions, olives. I pick onions. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The pickling thing is something I'm still getting used to. Mm. But if you like, uh, like pick up cucumbers, they are really, really good. What about the difference of Christmas uh, here in Estonia and in Singapore? What's the deal with that? Is there um, even a Christmas in uh, in Singapore on the yes, December or some so other in, time? In Singapore, we celebrate. Chinese New Year. We celebrate anything we want. Mm. You know, like <laughs> whatever, like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, like whatever we want, we celebrate. So, um, I'm not sure about everyone else, but it kind of became a thing that we just eat together, basically. It's the tradition of what? eating together. Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't really matter what you have. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with my family, on my mom's side, we tend to have more Western food for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then on my dad's side, my grandmother doesn't like Western food so much. So, she just cooks similar food to Chinese New Year. But it's just more of eating together as a family. We try to do that at Christmas, basically. But we do give presents as well. But is the Christmas Christmas the Western Christmas? Or is yeah. it the Chinese uh, New Year's kind of so we have the Chinese... Christmas some other time? <laughs> no, we have the 25th. Mm-hmm. It's a public holiday for okay, us as well. Okay. And is yeah. Christmas the time when you do this envelope thing? No, that's Chinese New Year. No. Okay, and that's what actually you... happening soon. Oh, and what do you do? What, what is this envelope thing? <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a red envelope that has different designs. Usually has like dragons or some, you know, other... Uh, designs that are related to lucky stuff like oranges, or tigers, and things like that. <laughs> uh, lots of companies print their own. It's like a little branding. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a way of wishing people good luck and you put money inside. And money has to be in even numbers, two, four, six, eight, ten. Oh, okay. So it's okay if it's a ten because mm-hmm. um, the first number is odd, but the second number is even, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But you cannot put eleven or okay. like thirteen, fifteen. That's bad luck. 
can't remember why. It's just, it's funny. I, I need to remember why. Here we have with flowers, like you should. Yes, it has to be numbers. odd numbers. Yeah. yeah, but over there it's even for well specifically for the red packets. Mm. Um, I do believe you give odd numbers when you go to funerals as like a donation. Mm. <laughs> so it's vice versa here you know, essentially yeah I think oh, I need to double check the funeral oh, one but yeah so the red packets uh, you get it when you're not married when oh. you're single basically uh. but if you keep collecting them while you're older then people start questioning you because <laughs> when you're married you have to start giving it out uh-huh. uh, basically what happens is you get them when you go to people's houses you have to give two mandarin oranges and you have to give it to them at the same time not one and one okay? at the same time <laughs> Uh, because uh, these oranges look like the traditional Chinese gold ingots. They kind of uh, resemble mm-hmm. the shape. So you kind of say like, uh, which means a happy Chinese New Year. Or you say like, which is like wishing a lot of prosperity on the person. Okay. So you go to someone's house, you do that. Um, and then before you leave, they have to return you the oranges with a red packet. Wow, and returning, like, uh, you want to go and visit those people then. <laughs> yes, and returning but, the oranges are a huge deal. You have to give it do back. Do you recycle the oranges? Like, do you give it to multiple people? <laughs> then yeah, you can. You can different people. Yes, yes, oranges. you can. You can do that. Yeah. You and your oranges travel from one place to another. <laughs> yes. Um, just that this year everyone has to be a lot more safe, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure how they're gonna do that. But uh, there are restrictions on in Singapore about like how many people can you have in your house and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. But giving the oranges is one thing. Returning them. Mm-hmm. So the people of the house that you go to, they have to return it before. Mm-hmm. Like, but sometimes like they forget. <laughs> like get the red packet, but there's no oranges. And I don't really, you know, I just leave the house and don't you call. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Because you have, it's, it's like a tradition thing. You have to give and you have to receive. The Come back for your oranges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, like in my parents' house, my mom will always buy two different sets of oranges. Mm-hmm. One set is for the Chinese New Year exchange mm-hmm. and then the more expensive set is for her tea. Oh. oh okay. there, are different, there are different grades of oranges, okay? Like there's this one called the Pongkan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mom's favorite. And you buy better ones for you to eat. My mom does, yeah. Okay. So we always know that. My mom will be like, this section is the Pongkan and then you know that if you want to, you, you're welcome to eat it but you know very clearly you do not use that for exchanging. Okay. They have to use the other section. <laughs> It's wow. good, but at least it means that uh, your mom has a very high self-worth because she only gives the best for herself. Oh, yeah, because you only get these <laughs> once true. a year. Yeah. Oh. yeah, you can't get the pongkan another time. I don't know why, but you just don't. And okay. so it's like her treat for herself. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think about Estonian version of uh, Christmas where we just uh, give Christmas presents and there's Santa Claus and or sometimes it's under a tree and <laughs> it's mm. random? I think it's cool. Like, we have Santa Claus in like. The only thing we don't have to do is we don't have to say a poem or sing a song before we get our presents. <laughs> do you find it annoying? <laughs> I only did it once, thank God. You have but, to earn your presents. Yeah. Just oh, no, no. In, in Singapore, we just give the presents. We don't have any of that. We just say thank you. You just earn your uh, presents by being a good person for a whole year. And oh, you try. On you. Because as far as I understand, you still have to earn your red packet as well in a way mm. of just being good. <laughs> yeah, so now the cool thing is uh, if I go back, they don't... Uh, they're so happy to see me that they don't ask me why uh, why I'm still collecting. <laughs> yeah. So why are you collecting them? Because you're not married, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Although so, my grandmother is now hounding us to get married. I don't worry. If it makes you feel any better, my 95-year-old grandpa called me yesterday for my birthday and was giving me a whole lecture on how there's one thing that I haven't done yet and <laughs> I should really carefully think about it. 
Oh. That was very nicely put. Yes, that was kind of uh, the nicest possible way he could have put that. And but it's not something you want to hear on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. My grandparents do the same. They're just like we're waiting for you because yeah. I'm the oldest grandchild on both sides. But don't take away the pleasure of waiting. Like what? yeah, just let me let me do it at my own. Later. Let me do it at my own time. But it's interesting because on my dad's side, yeah. the next four after me are either going to get married or like three out of the four have already gotten married, and they're like. Mm-hmm all after yeah, me so my grandmother is like come on man it's just you now <laughs> yeah and that's pressure that's pressure if yeah both, both all of your siblings mother have already done everything <laughs> no but then now they're like, she's like come on you're older i'm like i'm like look you already have like great grandchildren <laughs> from my sister go and play with him and yeah. leave me alone yeah. yeah be grateful for what you already got <laughs> exactly you know so i'm just like Leave me alone. <laughs> so it's really funny. A video called her the other day for my birthday, and she saw my boyfriend on screen for the first time. And oh, what she, she she's like speaking in Chinese, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "What did she say?" I'm like, "She's asking us to get married." And then he's, and then he actually told her on the phone, like, "Yeah, maybe." She's because she's like, "Next year, okay?" And he's like, mm, "Maybe." And I'm like, "No, please, like, oh my god, don't That's give in, worse. like, don't give in to her. Like, we just do what we want in our own time." But like, yeah. it was. Really, Yeah. But how old are you then that they're talking about marriage? Uh, well, forever twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say I'm definitely marriage age according. But <laughs> okay. oh, my parents are not rushing me. It's only my grandparents. Okay, okay. Because they're like, but I guess Mom. that's their way of uh, showing you mm. their love as well. They just want everything to be great. Yeah, for exactly. I'm sure exactly. If, if you would get married, they would find something else to like ask or ask in Russian. Well, oh yeah, absolutely. Married, then you have to start having kids. So it's yeah, like, then oh, you have oh. one, and then you have yeah. two, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, so. it never ends. I'm just yeah. like, dude, come on. Yeah. Exactly. So it happens. Yeah. It happens. yeah. So dun, 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 dun. anything else you would like to add before we wrap up? Last word. Hmm. <laughs> Make them count. Please, can the pandemic end soon so each one of us can go travel and see our families? Aww, oh, that's weird sweet. thing to yeah. I can't go back to Chinese New Year this year, and uh, it's sad. I mean, of course, I have my own family, mm-hmm. you know, sort of yeah. here as well. But uh, it is something that I do every year. So this time, the fact that like it's not because I'm somewhere else on purpose or anything is legit. Like I want to go back, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So. Are you kind of glad that you're here for the pandemic than in Singapore? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. The space yeah. in the air. Mm. I mean, my apartment. I have a fireplace and a sauna. Mm-hmm. So to quarantine sounds in like, there sounds like luxury. Yeah, <laughs> you have yeah, your it, own it's, spa and you're camping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, we're we're sort of near Kalaran as well, so we can take a nice walk around mm-hmm. there. So I would say. Like, Having their own our own space like that to uh, wait out the pandemic really isn't mm-hmm. the worst thing. Like I can't complain. I'm really grateful for everything. So just hoping I can go see the family soon, and they all want me to come as well. So I will come back twice to wait. So we don't really want you to go, but it's time. It's time. We've been speaking already for such a long time. So Nixie, it's always so fun with you. Yeah. Yay. See. Yeah. And this is not the first time. Actually, now we can uh, say as well <laughs> what happened. So essentially, we actually recorded an uh, an episode mm-hmm. with Nikki already uh, quite a long time ago, around Christmas mm-hmm. time, 
And yeah, well, we kind of fucked up the sound. The sound. There was like, so. uh, we we had three recordings, I guess. We're saving like three. Each mic has a different uh, saving. And the one that was ruined was the guest one. So Nikki's. Yeah. So some yeah. conversations with Nikki, we already uh, knew about. Some of them uh, questions we knew to ask about. I'm actually personally very uh, sad that we didn't get to talk about politics because i really enjoyed <laughs> your political uh, outbursts last time oh yes this uh, <laughs> five hours for that but what is uh, funny to add on to that mm-hmm. is this is the second podcast um show that i've been a guest on yeah. and this is the second time <laughs> of the same thing happening whereby the first recording you know, something happened and then I had to record it again. So now I'm like, is it me that's cursed? Yeah, it's uh, the curse of podcast. But the third is like the best. So <laughs> this is third same. time's a charm. Yeah. So if it does happen again, then I know like, okay, I think it really <laughs> is <laughs> me. So it wasn't just the ladies. I think I brought some funny energy mm. maybe. Yeah, but look at, the <laughs> look at the bright side. You got to talk to us once more. Exactly. Yeah, right? Your company over here. So Precisely. I'm actually very happy about the fact that uh, we got to record you again. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. having you here. Thank <laughs> you very much. And with yeah. that said, um, find us on our social <laughs> media as well. Like us on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, go to our website, foundinestonia.ee and join our email community. And then see you next time. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.